Welcome to the Success in South Carolina podcast, where we will be hearing the untold stories of success from people in our community. These successful neighbors of ours will share their real-life philosophies and solutions for success to inspire us, educate us, and help us find peace, joy, and love, along with a purpose, a mission, and a vision for our lives. And I'm your host, Jonathan Peoples. Our guest today lives in Duncan, South Carolina. He started his career in engineering, but quickly realized he preferred the freedom of entrepreneurship, so he started a distribution company on the side of his full-time job. He built up his business quickly over the span of a few years and was able to step away from his full-time job while still in his 20s. Several years ago, he started another challenge by jumping headfirst into real estate. He founded Excel Upstate, which is now one of the most successful independent real estate brokerages in the upstate of South Carolina. But all of this financial success is only the tip of the iceberg. It's those things that you won't find on a balance sheet that make our guest the true success. He is a great husband, great father, great grandfather. He is a great leader. He models outrageous generosity and he's one of the most peaceful men I've ever met in my entire life. I'm excited to share today's guest with our listeners. Welcome to the show, one of my great friends, Greg Taylor. Love it. Let's just call it a show right there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's great. All right, Greg. So, <laughs> and, you, and you wrote that. I wrote that. What did you think? <laughs> it's as if I wrote it. It is. Yeah. Some stuff was like everything it. true? It was absolutely true. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, very peaceful, yeah. But, no, no, that was great. I appreciate it. Well, if you don't mind, let's jump right into... I, I like to start with more industry-specific stuff, Greg. So you're in real estate right now. You are a real estate expert, guru. You wouldn't call yourself that. I'll call you that. Is that okay? Sure. What are the pros and cons right now of buying and selling in the market right now in October of 2022? Wow. That's a very uh, interesting question right now because things are very, very dynamic right, right now. Right. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. So, so if they right listen now, to this two months from now, three months from now, may not be no, or even, germane. I mean, four months ago, it was so completely different than today. Right. So, you know, we're going from a uh, unbelievable seller's market, they would call it, where there was very little inventory of houses here in South Carolina. And the upstate of South Carolina is a very popular place. Really, all of South Carolina, the upstate and Charleston especially, are very popular places for folks all over the country. I do not know how people find out about us, but they find out about us. So, well, we're, we're on top ten lists all over the place. Everywhere. Every time I see something, we're one of the top, top four or five. Greenville, one of the top ten cities in America to relocate to, to retire to, top ten downtowns. Crazy foodie, foodie towns. Yeah. So people, I mean, we get we get calls all the time from um, Washington State, California. I mean, these people that they're they're paying a million dollars for their properties, uh, size of a, a stamp. Yes, yes, and then like uh, we had a, and they'll come in here and they'll pay cash for something sure. that's very hard for someone to hear to finance, and yet they'll come in and just pay cash for it. They don't they don't care. My wife Sandy's an agent also, and she. She sold a house last year, like a five hundred fifty thousand dollars house for seven hundred thousand. Like they they went one hundred fifty thousand dollars over asking. Wow! It's because they're from California. They had plenty of money, and I mean, it's just crazy. So that's where the that's where the market was. It was very much a what we call a seller's market. It's a great time to sell. There's very little inventory. Put your house on the market. You'd have five or six offers. You'll pay thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars over asking. If it done the praise, we'll make it the different. I mean, it was weird. It was crazy. People are just doing weird stuff. And it's very, very much, you know, interest rates, the, you know, we're going through whether you want to call it uh, a recession or not. 
you know, the government don't want to call it that, but if, but if that's kind of what we're at right now. Sure, sure. And so in order to tame the recession, governments and, you know, the uh, people were in power, have raised the interest rates and raised the interest rates and raised the interest rates to slow down the economy, basically. Yeah. And, of course, that's slowed down housing. So it's, it is very much a different animal. It's not bad. People are still buying and selling houses like crazy, but it's yeah. not like it was. So it's not a seller's market anymore. Is it a buyer's market? No, it's kind of right in between. It's actually okay. a pretty cool place. If you, want to buy, if you wanted to buy a house and you were a new home buyer without, you know, let's say you're out of college, you don't have, let's say you got $20,000 cash and that's it. Yeah. Could not have bought a house four months ago. It was impossible. Right. Unless somebody was just going to give you money to put down to so you can overpay for a house. I don't know who wants to do that, but that's what people are doing. Today, if you want to buy, and the average price of house has gone up. I mean, the average price of house a year ago was 280 ish. Right now, it's like 360 ish. So it's almost, it's gone up to like $80,000 a year. Wow. The average house. House. Which may not sound like much to somebody living in California, but that's here in the upstate, that's outrageous. outrageous. So yeah. it's very hard for a new, you know, to a new couple that's getting out of college. They're about to have a kid. They want to buy a house, which is the thing to do. It's very right. hard to do it. Although it's getting it's getting a little bit easier. At the same time, house prices are going up, interest rates are going up. So at the same time, as there's more inventory, which is good, house prices are going up and interest rates are going up. So the affordability to buy a house is going down. So it's a lot harder to afford a house. That makes sense. Yeah. The availability of houses is higher. The inventory is higher. Yeah. And also, you said that it's it, it's almost easier to get a loan now than it was four or five months ago. Uh, no? Yes? No. I mean, the ability to get a loan is about the same for the last eight years. It's been pretty easy to get a loan. Yeah. yeah. Money is not is super hard to get. Um, I mean, 2008 was crazy. They were giving money to anybody. And then after 2008, everything crashed, which I wasn't even in real estate then. I didn't get real estate in 2012. That's when I got out of real estate. Right, right. So that's when all the banking stuff really went they, they, like that. You could not get money. Right. If you were a millionaire and wanted to get a loan, they were not giving money out in 20, right. I mean, 2009, 2009 yeah. 10, even 11. It was hard to get money. 12 right. was hard to get money. Which is one of the reasons I got into real estate. I think one of the keys, like if you're just success oriented, money oriented, and you're trying to, I mean, you're, you really want to see what is the what, what's going to be big next. Like if you can predict the future, if you can go back in time, all of us would be multimillionaires, right? right? So what you have to do as a business person is see what is coming. And in 2012, I was not in real estate, or 2011, I was not in real estate. Real estate was, it was not moving very much at all. Right. And it was hard for people to buy houses. But, you know, and I'm not a genius or anything like that. I don't want to toot my horn. But I did sense that when things are down, there's a good chance it's going to go up. And so I literally got my real estate license in 2011, just thinking, you know, things are going to go crazy. It absolutely went bonkers crazy. So we have really never, it's never slowed down since I've been. I've never seen a down market since yeah. I've been in real estate. So. Yeah. As a visionary, somebody who sees the future, what's what's next? Yeah, no, I, that's, that's a good question. And I'm always thinking about that. I like the, um, I don't remember who I heard this for, from, but it said Wayne Gretzky always talked about, he talked about why he was successful. And his answer, I don't even know if this is true or not. I heard it from somebody that said it, but I haven't heard Wayne Gretzky say this, but <laughs> Wayne Gretzky said, my success came from being able to skate to where the puck was going to be, not where the puck was at. Right. And 
I really, that really stuck with me. And I've always thought about, you know, what, where, what is next and what is going to be big. And, but do you have a feel for what the real estate market's going to do here? Uh, real estate market here in Greenville is a little bit different than, I think, I shouldn't say anywhere else. There's lots of places, but just because we were talking about earlier, Greenville real estate market, I think, is pretty dead. Demand is still very high. Very high. And our supply is catching up, which is good. But I do not see it slowing. I don't. I don't see prices going down very much. Yeah. But I do see it slowing down. Like people aren't giving you four offers on a house anymore. Right. I shouldn't say that. I put a house on the market a couple weeks ago. We got five or six offers, but it, at price points over three hundred thousand. Right. They're not putting. And they're not paying way over market value either. No, it's very much settled out. So, which is great. I got. Did, I did not like. I mean, I love. One of the things you love if you're a real estate is helping people get houses. Oh my gosh, there's no, there's nothing better than, especially a young couple's never bought a house. If you're on your eighth house or something like that, you're like, oh, that's nice and whatever. But if a young couple and they're really excited and they're buying their first house, it's almost like having their first kid and you're a part of it. Yeah. You know, you're just there and you're showing them houses and I mean, you become attached to this family. You learn their story and it's, and it, I mean, it was just so unfun. When you show people houses, like I got last summer, I had this little couple. I said little, young. I'm older, so <laughs> but they're not little, but they were younger, <laughs> and they were in their you know mid twenties. They were trying to buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, which sounds like you know everybody in the country should go buy a three hundred thousand dollar house. Right? They could not buy a three hundred thousand dollar house because every time they put an offer in, we'd get beat out with somebody. We put another offer in, we'd get beat out. It was so frustrating. They finally gave up, and they literally gave up. Wow. And it was it was so discouraging to me to not be able to help them. There's nothing we could do unless I was going to buy a house and, right. and just let them. So that has gone away now. I think you're able, if you have three hundred thousand, you want to buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, there you can buy a three hundred thousand dollar house and get a loan, and you don't have to pay too much for it. So that's a we're back to that fun, you know, yeah. new homeowner to be able to buy a house. Yeah, which is great. So let's let's pivot here to the. The agent side, I know that it, we we jumped into probably three or four years ago. It became a fad to become an agent. Everybody got their agent's license. Right? You were ahead of the curve, and then everybody got, hey, I want to be a real estate agent. Is now a good time to become an agent? No? Yes? Uh, well, it's never a bad time if you want to work. Uh, I will t- say this. I think in the last four years, three years, if you got into real estate and you did not work real estate, you could still make a pretty good living. <laughs> really? That's terrible to say. Yeah. But you would have tripped on enough business where you make money. And that is not the fact now. Right. So I don't think real estate's ever bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever not make money if you work the business. But over the last three or four years, you could have not worked very hard. And you would have enough people coming to you to, to make a living. Yeah. yeah. What advice do you have for aspiring people that are wanting to get into real estate? Uh, great question. Well, find you a good company, of course. I would love to toot our own horn. You need to find a company that really wants to help you, that's uh, find a mentor with that, in that company that's going to hold your hand. Real estate's one of those things where I mean, you're on your own. People use the word team a lot, but it's really not a lot of team in real estate. You can get your real estate license, and you're in business for yourself, by yourself. And right. by yourself is scary. Like, I got my license. When I first got my license, I was with a company that I can't I barely remember the name of it. It was a little company. There was nobody there to help me. I mean, I was literally, had, I had a real estate license. I had a piece of pocket. I had a piece of paper in my pocket. 
that said, when I'm licensed to sell real estate in South Carolina, you did not want me representing you because I knew nothing. I mean, what yeah. they teach in real estate school has nothing to do with, I mean, it's to keep you out of jail type stuff. It's not to <laughs> become a good real estate agent. So today, if you're going to get your license today, you should really investigate the companies out there. Some companies are better helping people than other companies. Now, they all talk good talk, but talk to some agents that are really there. Like, get behind the scenes. Don't talk to the, the main guy or gal or whoever's recruiting you. I would talk to some agents and say, hey, how much help did you get? I'm brand new. You know, what, what will they do for me? you got to find a team that really helps you. And then within within the company, find someone that's going to mentor you. That's got, yeah. It'll take you under their wing and really show you how to be successful. Because there's a lot of – you can always make money in real estate, but there's always some angle – like today, it's going to be a little bit different than it was four months ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, finding a mentor, very important. Yes. Finding a company that, like you said, you are on your own, but it kind of has that team environment. And you can identify that by talking to people that already work in the agency. Yeah, we've got uh, Excel has been we're super blessed. I don't even know how we've created this uh, environment, but we, it is an unbelievable environment of people helping people. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And it's maybe it's just a small enough company. We have like 45 or 46 agents now. But if you were going on vacation, one of the things about real estate is, like I said earlier, you're basically in business by yourself. Yeah. So you go to go on vacation for a week. I mean, you're leaving. There's nobody home making you money this week. Does that make sense? Like yeah. There's, there's no, like you don't have a partner that, hey, I'm going to be gone this week. Can you take care of this stuff? We have developed somehow a unbelievable ability for people that want to help like there's like you can you can send a message out on a like a group messaging app that we have yeah and say hey i'm in sparberg and i've got somebody wants to see a house and easily tonight is anybody available a couple of people will jump in there and say hey i can do it what time it's amazing like no they're getting nothing for it they're literally getting nothing for it i mean And the whole sowing and reaping thing of, and we really talk about that a lot. I mean, good things happen or karma or whatever, right. whatever you want to use. But, sure. But it's just good people, like really good people that want to help other good people. And it's just amazing. And so and we have a lot of, of other agents that I guess hear about that. You know, in real estate, I would love to have more agents. And we really don't recruit agents. Like we don't. Uh, we're not making calls every day to try to get pluck agents from other companies to come here. Ninety-five percent of the agents we have are people that literally came to us and said, "I'd like to work with you guys." So you mentioned earlier that, that like the last three or four years, you could just be an agent and trip over deals. But now it's taking somebody who wants to work the business. What makes a good real estate agent? Somebody's just consistent. You don't have to be good. I don't like the word good as much as. Uh, because good sounds like you've got to be polished. And so I don't think polished is, that's, I just think you have to be consistent. Consistent is probably the best word. If you want to be good real estate agent today, you just need to take some consistent effort, a little bit of work every single day. And it's not even how much or how many days. Like, I don't know if it has to be five days a week, four hours a day. <laughs> I don't think it has to be like, yeah. I think if you came into real estate and said, I'm only going to work three days a week, and I'm only, only going to work two day, two hours a day. And when I say work, I'm talking about generate business. Yeah. Like, you don't have any business. You're going to sit down on telephone, or you're going to write notes, or you're going to give me- messages on the internet or social media. There's no wrong answer. In right. Real estate. As long as the key, to, the key to being successful in real estate, 
we got a long ways into this before I said the key to real estate. There you go. This is the key. <laughs> so somebody's got to listen to this whole thing. It's right here. Out your market. Say, here we are at 20 minutes in. <laughs> I love it. The key to real estate. So the key to real estate is keeping your name in people's brain. That's yeah. key to real estate. That's key to marketing. But yeah. Anyways, but the key to real estate is that when some guy that you go to church with that you see once every other week for whatever reason, when he hears, not him, but when he hears a coworker at BMW saying, hey, we're thinking about putting our house in the market, you want your buddy from church that you don't see but every couple of weeks to say, oh, man, I know somebody you need to talk to. That is not easy to do because there's a lot of real estate agents out there. So right. what you've got to do without being someone that's just calling people and you know, emailing and knocking on the door every day. Right. You've got to suddenly, what's the word? Uh, anyway, you subconscious gently without being a... <laughs> Subliminal. There you go. There you go. Good good words. You have to be the person that's in their brain. How Greg Taylor, you? real estate. Greg Taylor, real estate. How do you do that, Greg? Because you've obviously done it well. Well, there's programs out there, and we have a program where you just got to you got to stay top of mind. That's you know, yeah. that's kind of the phrase you'll hear in marketing a lot is top of mind. So uh, we drop stuff off with people. So we have what we call a pop by program, pop by. So you pop by people's house and give them a gift. It's got some kind of funny saying on it, you know, like for the fall of the year. Hey, don't fall for any real estate agents other than me or something. Yes. <laughs> I literally made that up last second. But anyway, so you can drop off a pumpkin and, you know, we'd love to help you carve up your yeah. next haul. I don't know. Uh, you know, something. You leave a pumpkin with a card on there with yeah. them, them some chocolate. Or I've sent people lottery tickets, you know, left them at their house. Hey, you know, for the, take for a bet on me or whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that. Uh, we have email programs where we're we invite people to events we do here. We have a we have a concert this summer that we just invited. We invited past clients to, and we're, uh, we give away pies. That's our newest thing right now. So it's Thanksgiving's coming up in November. Yeah, we will literally send out uh, probably a hundred to two hundred different messages, whether it's in the mail, email, social media, whatever. Say, hey, come by, pick out a pie. What's your favorite flavor? We literally give pies away for. You know, Thanksgiving week. So you come by the office. We'd love to see all these folks. Anything, anything to, you know, we probably try to stay in touch with people at least once a month. And that's besides calling them, of just doing stuff. And this is on a on a brokerage level, though. What do what do individual agents do? No, same thing. Same thing. Everybody does things like this. We give them ideas. We have a marketing person that works here full time for us. To, yeah. For the agency, and she just come helps come up with ideas. You, you go to her. Her name's Melissa. She's great. You say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And Melissa will be like, well, the next day she'll have something yeah. something funny or something cool. To, yeah. Hey, what do you think of this? Oh, my gosh, that's great. Thank you so much. And then they'll, you know, whatever we can do to help people. But that is that is the key to real estate. Probably anything else. You just got to stay top of mind. You know, okay. You stay top of mind. Especially now as things are, I don't know if they're going to slow down. I hate to say they're going to slow down. But but if they do, if, if there's... Uh, less business, and you really want to stay top of mind. Yeah. Because uh, you are going to have to work a little bit harder to get business, I believe. I love it. Now that we've got the answer to the key to real estate. Put that up front. Put that in chapter one. Put that in chapter one. Uh, <laughs> let's let's pivot then and uh, jump into more general stuff instead of industry-specific. Nice. Greg Taylor, how do you define success? Uh, I think it's about people you are helping. 
I think any time, anything I can do to help somebody succeed or get better in any walk of life, I sleep like a baby, right? I mean, I'm talking about anything. And this is going to sound like, uh, I don't want it to sound like I'm great person because I'm not, but little bitty thing. I love the people, and I do this every once in a while, who just, who just buy the food of the person behind them in a, in a drive-thru. I right. love that stuff. I love pulling over on some street and helping a guy with a flat tire. I mean, just anything like that, I feel like a superhero. I mean, isn't it crazy? I just love love being a part of somebody's life, being a little bit better, even down to the point of, um, we had an Uber driver a couple weeks ago, or somewhere else, obviously not here, but we were in an Uber, and this guy, as soon as we got in the car, this guy, you could tell, was not a good mood. The guy driving a car. You know, yeah, it was not friendly. Right, something happened, and, and you know what? People things happen in people's lives. They're not. They don't have to be friendly all the time. Right, but I everybody's got a bad day. That's right. That's right. So I took it up on myself. To I said, I'm gonna. Have, I got this guy for 20 minutes. He is gonna have a better day 20 minutes from now. And so, and sure enough, after we got out of the car, he would not let us out of the car. He just kept talking and talking and talking. And whether it's a smile, uh, somebody's checking you out uh, at the you know, grocery store, you know, some big smile or if it's a, you know, I just think it's, it's great to be able to make somebody's day all the way up to people succeeding here. You know, when they get their first, my son, Josh, just got into real estate and, and he got his first check last week, right? Blue and had a closing. Yeah. Came in and we gave him a check. But people get their first check. I love that feeling. There are people, you know, they'll, we have a lot of folks, a lot of agents in our company that used to work at other companies and they come to work here and they say, you know, we've never been as successful as we are with, you know, here with our company. Whether it's just luck, whether we're the pe- reason that they're doing good, I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, it, it makes me feel unbelievable. Like, I love people who say, hey, last year I made $60,000 of real estate. This year we're going to make $130,000 of real estate. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? I mean, I just... But I just feel like I'm a part of it. Just like the new couple buying a house for the first time, and you feel like you're a part of that. Uh, I just feel like the, the couple buying a house for the first time, like you're a part of it, and it's just kind of a like you're along for the ride. Like I'm not really, like I'm helping them, but I didn't really, I don't know, it's hard to explain. But this, like when you, like when you get in a car with the Uber driver, and he's in a bad mood, like I am literally changing him. Does that make sense? Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm reprogramming this dude, you know, and so I like to, I just like to change people's, you know, where they're at. I don't know. It's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to explain. And at any level. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going all the way from, you can smile at somebody at the grocery store, all the way <clears> to <throat> helping somebody make an extra $100,000 a year doing what they're doing. Right. All those things feel unbelievable. Yeah. So, success is not a financial thing in Greg Taylor's eyes. No. No, not at all. I know at one point it probably was. Maybe maybe from there yeah. it changed to freedom, but now it's more about making an impact. Yes. Am I right? Yeah, no, I'm not against money. I love money. And helping, you know. Sure, money can do a lot of things. Money can like, do a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And, but at the same time, no, I just like people. That sounds so, I don't know, is that the self-righteous? Is that the terminology? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against making money. I just think it's so awesome to watch people's lives get better. Yeah. And do, you know, whatever, whatever may be. I feel like that if more people took that same mentality that 
the world would be a better place, right? Wow. Yeah, you could, yeah there's no doubt. And it's not like that most places. I mean, I meet a lot of people who are make a lot of, I mean, I meet people sometimes that make a lot of money and they're miserable. I mean, you can tell they're miserable or they're getting divorced. You know, I meet people sometimes who are like, they live in this huge house and they're getting divorced. I'm like, golly. And I know there's a lot more behind the scenes. Right, right. Like, you don't know what's going on in there. But. Yeah, I don't. I really try not to judge other people because you really don't know about 2% of what's going on in somebody's life. Mm. But that's, that's a good key to success right there, too. I love it. But you can. But I think a lot of times people say, you know, you want to get somewhere in life, say, okay, as soon as I get here, I'm going to start being impactful to other people. And that's the one thing that you just can't do. You just have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything I can today to impact somebody's life in a positive direction today. Right. Like if you're dead broke right now and you're, you know, you say, okay, I'm the one that needs to be, somebody needs to impact my life right now. <laughs> well, I just learned a long time ago. I said, you know, I'm going to go out and if it's only smiling and saying hey to every single person today. Right. Like if I just go out and say, I'm going to smile, the biggest smile I got, I'm going to say hello to everybody. Like one of those over the top hellos. Yeah. Hey, how you doing today? You're just somebody that they kind of wake up. They're like, oh, 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 oh good, good. You know, and you are famous for those, Greg. Every time I see Greg Taylor, <laughs> well, no, it's, but, it's always a huge hello with the biggest smile, like as if, wow, I just made Greg's day just saying hey to him, just seeing him. Uh, you, you made me feel like I made your day, which makes right. me feel better, which totally wasn't true. You were making my day. Well, you know, I appreciate that, but... Uh, Anyways, it'd be great. What you said earlier was so true. If everybody was... Generosity of not just money, but of spirit. It costs you nothing, right? costs nothing. And money usually comes. You know, what I figured out is if you're doing something, you like doing it, and you're being a blessing. I mean, I really believe the whole soul of the reap and, you know, what, what the Bible says about being a blessing to other people, I think it just comes back to you. I mean, yeah. I think it comes back more, more than you. More than so, pressed out, shame together, run it over, right? Right. And everybody, everybody has their bad days. Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah. So it's it's good that we go out there and try to make a, if somebody's having a bad day, we can try to help lift them up because we're going to need it too. Yes. We're going to have that bad day, yes. and we're going to be praying that somebody has the same mindset as us that's walking around, getting into our Uber and wants to lift us up. Yeah. It's going to happen all the time, right? Print out on a t-shirt. <laughs> That would be a very long thing to put on a t-shirt. Okay, so, I mean, I think we've already touched on the next question, which was, what's your personal secret of success? But any, any, anything else or you can feel like we kind of knocked it out? Stay flexible. Uh, find something that you – find a way to have fun where you're at because life's short. Oh, my goodness. You know, you, you see people all the time that – Something happens and they're gone, or something happens, they're sick. My mom, I remember my mom, was, she wasn't young, but she still, she found out she had um, a disease that, I mean, and then two years later she's gone. And she was so vibrant, and then all of a sudden it was just, yeah. you know, I mean, two years is snap your fingers. So yeah. I think it really, it helped me. It was tough. Losing my mom was tough, but it really helped. It was a wake up call that I've got to live. And, we need to just have fun and make everything an event that you can. Like, don't don't take a day for granted. It sounds like stuff you read in the book, but but you really need to stop and take it 
to personalize what I'm saying. Like you need to take every day when you wake up and look at it. So almost, you know, I'm an engineer, so I almost have to have goals and, <laughs> and say, okay, what can I do to help somebody today? What can I do to make somebody's life better today? You know, you go into, I'm talking about, you're at Lowe's Hardware, and the lady, the little old lady's pushed her cart out to her, her car, and you're a couple cars away, and you're like, hey, let me grab that car for you. I care about it. The dumbest thing, like, I'll put that, I'll check that off my list of, I did something today that was a blessing to smile. That's it. That's all it was. And if, and if it wasn't that, then I said, hey, don't punch people. So that, and just staying happy. you got to be happy with what you're doing, uh, whether it's what you're doing to make money. you got to be happy in your relationship. Hey, my relationship's not good. Then you got to work on it. Yeah, yeah, my kids' relationships are good. Let's work on it. I mean, that's a huge deal. So I just want to, I want to get to the point where I am super. Like I don't have any regrets. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a good way to put it. I want to be regret free. To be regret free, you've really got to be all out there. Yeah, you've got to really throw stuff out there to be regret free. Because almost everybody trusts. Hey, I've got some regrets. I'm not saying. Sure, I wish I'd have played college football. <laughs> yeah, but but I really try every day to say, okay, what can I do to be a blessing for us? What can I do to stay positive? What can I do to? You know, I don't want to have regrets. You know, six months from now, six years from now. Yeah, I know one of the things that I remember you you saying at one point was to live each. You don't get tomorrow. You don't get yesterday. Today's the only day you get. And I think that you. I may be putting words in your mouth, Greg, but I think that you said that every time I meet you, today's the greatest day of your life because yeah. it's the only day you've got. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And one good thing I've been blessed with is a very short memory of stuff. And I think it'd be so good. People, have, people live in the past so much. You know, I'll see somebody or talk to somebody and they're, and they're talking about something that happened six months ago or when they were a kid. And I know it might have been traumatic then, or it may have been traumatic six months ago. But at the same time, there's nothing to do about it. My dad used to say something. He's, he's great. He's still alive. and he's, he's got more sayings than it's great. I should write a book on all his sayings. But anyway, one of his sayings is, what's done is done. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, like it was, it was actually good for me to hear because it was usually my mom that was mad at me for doing something. I broke something, or I'd done this, or whatever. I got a speed ticket or whatever. And my dad would kind of let me off. I felt like he was letting me off the hook. You know, he'd be yeah. like, hey, what's done's done. You know, like, let's move on. Right. And I've really, really taken that on to, you know, hey, there's absolutely zero we can do about whatever just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happened six months ago or a year ago or whatever it is. Right. Zero. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. It's done. Right. So the only thing we can do now is try to, you know, let's try to get another door to open. Right. Figure out how to make the best of it. And usually, you know, I'm kind of be, I'm a, I kind of lean into being a spiritual person, but I just, I believe that most things happen in your life. Uh, number one, because sometimes people do dumb stuff and you deserve dumb stuff to happen to you. Sure. But at the same time, uh, sometimes it happens to good people and it's usually God moving you in a direction that you would not go. And finally, you had to make something more drastic happen. Reminds me of the story in the Bible of Elijah and the creek drunk running dry, right? Was that Elijah or Elisha? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I know that story. Oh, okay. So he's sitting there at a creek, and uh, he had fled from these armies that were after him, sitting there at a creek, and he's got water, and he's got food there at the creek, right. and all of a sudden, God forces it to run dry, 
because he needs him. He's time to move on. Right? I did not know that story. Never heard that before. I know a lot of Bible stories. I am going to. I don't know if it's Elijah or Elisha. That's great. Uh, That's exactly right. Yes. Yes, yes. I mean, how many times do I hear about people getting fired? That's usually what it is. Somebody will get fired from a job and they'll be like devastated. Mm. And I'm like, Hey man, don't worry about it. Something better's out there. I mean, that's what yeah. you say to everybody, right? Right. It's, uh, and at the time, at the time, it, you almost hesitate to say that because at the time, that's not what they need to hear, really, right? They know that something better's out there. But that's usually what I say anyway. <laughs> 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 I don't anything better. So I'm just like, hey man, something out there, I promise you, there'll be a door open. And you yeah. see, anyway, a year later, it'll be like unbelievable. Their life's so dramatically different. better. Yes. They're making more money. They have, they love it. And it's and they could have been like that earlier, but they wouldn't move off of where they're at. So. I feel like we go through peaks and valleys in life, right? It, you never it never stops. It, life's a journey. You're going to go through a valley, but you have to go through that valley to get to your next peak, right? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, you know, life's tough. Well, that's why having a short memory is great. You got to be able to let go of things. If you can't let go and move on, you never get to that. You're stuck in that valley for the rest of your life. Just having a group of people too that are like minded, you know, mm-hmm. you know, finding you an army of people or an army being two, three, four, doesn't have to be a hundred, but just having some folks that are there that, you know, if things aren't down bad, they you can call them and they'll pray for you. And when things are good, they're there, you know, to cheer you on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, we cannot live by ourselves. Like, I don't think humans were meant to be by ourselves ever. We know that. But then there's times when, when we're going through those hard things, sometimes we want to kind of crawl into a closet and be on our own. How do you, how do you identify that? You know what? I just need to reach out to somebody and how, maybe you have to lower your ego. I think that that's my problem personally. Yeah. Is I have an ego. If I'm having a problem or an issue, I don't want anybody to know about it. Yeah. No, I can see that. Me too. I've got a little bit of that too. And I'm an engineer. So that's yeah. my background, which means I like to fix things, which means if I'm messed up, I figure I, I can fix I'm gonna myself. Fix and and I'm melancholy too, so that's, don't have that going for me. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. If it's gotta be done, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it's, but it's dangerous. And today, you know, I'm glad that I was, I was old and grew up in the time frame that I did. Today's kids, I do not envy them at all. Because so much social media stuff, there's so much pressure on them. Because everything they see on social media, see, the bad thing about social media is you always see the best of whatever someone's looking at. I mean, nobody always, nobody sends you pictures of them in the valley. Right. They always send them pictures of themselves in peaks. And sometimes they're fake peaks. Sometimes they're fake peaks. A lot of times they are. But you don't know that. So you're looking at other people's peaks and comparing them to your valleys. And it's tough. Mm. It's a tough time to be alive because you're thinking you're a loser after your life. Right. You know, I'm not, man, I'm not on vacation. How come these people are just, People were just traveling last week, and these people are just this, and and you know, it's, some of this stuff is I don't know, it's just not real. But you really, I, I don't know. It's a good question. How do you how do you know when it's time to reach out and get help? I think if you're not prospering, if you're not happy, I don't know. You've got to reach out and find people that are yeah. And on the other side of the uh, of it, you've got to really look out for people and see you know, who's acting a little bit different. What can I do? And, you know, I mean, you're around people all the time. I was around somebody yesterday. And they were just so boring. They weren't quite as, I don't know, they were just a little bit different than the last time I saw them. Right. They were a little bit more distance, distant. Um, and so you put all, your arm around, what's up, what can I do? Let's go grab lunch sometime. Yeah. Usually you gotta, it's a little bit more than, you can't just say, hey, call me. 
Right. Because nobody's ever going to call you. You almost have to make somebody do spend time with you. Like you almost have to say, hey, let's go grab lunch. One thing my wife is so great about is she, she's such a relationship person. I wish I was more like her, but, but she'll, she will go grab lunch with somebody already. And she just has some weird feeling that something's going on. And she'll go grab lunch and, and she sit there and listen to somebody for an hour. And in an hour period of time, usually people's, their walls drop and they're open to, Letting you know, you know, letting you in on their life. Yeah. And once you're in on their life, if nothing else, at least they know that you're there and that they've confided to somebody. I don't know, it gives them somewhere to go. Yeah. So that they don't hit rock, 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 rock. This is getting pretty deep. Yeah. So to, to kind of jump back on a couple of uh, topics we talked about, you said that sometimes those things in your life happen to you to help move you on. And we even talked about Elijah at the, at the river. Which I'm going to look up. That's great. Look it up. But would you share with our listener maybe a personal struggle or challenge or setback that you went through that you overcame and then you what maybe you learned something, the lesson you learned from that going through that struggle or how it pro- propelled you on to your next thing in life? So we don't have to you don't have to tell your whole life story, but just something. Uh I think it was a lot of What's the one? What's the one that's top of mind? Probably starting real estate. I think starting real estate was something that I needed to do. Yeah, and it was coming from a really weird time in my life where a lot of stuff was was not positive, mm-hmm. and I needed to I don't know, start something new. I needed yeah. to yeah. creek and run dry. Yes. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's probably, yeah, I mean, we were in tough times. 2005 was a, it always sticks out, and it's a very tough year of my life. And I don't, I don't want to go into tons of details, but it's just stuff where I was trying to make stuff work financially that wasn't working. Yeah. And we were just, I mean, I could, I could seriously write a book about how bad things were. But it's okay. And so we just had to, well, from 2005, I mean, we struggled quite a bit uh, on and off, different things, decision-making and things until real estate. And real estate, I mean, we struggle every day about something. I mean, we're struggling right. every day about, but it's a different level. So 2005 until you started real estate in 2011. Seven years. Yeah. So we were, what did you learn through that? What, was it, hey, you know what, I need to lower my ego or, or did you identify... Because maybe it's sometimes we're stuck in our life because we're holding on to something that you ever read the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Yeah. Right? Sitting there waiting for the cheese to show back up when it's not there anymore. How do you identify when those times in life that we just need to move on? Or is it one of those times that, because you hear the story of acres of diamonds or, or miles from, what what is it, uh, three feet from gold or something? That, that, hey, do I just need to push through? Do I just need to push through this? Or is it time to move on? Uh, how do you, that's, uh, that's tough. I mean, if we could answer that, we'd be so, we could write the best success book ever. I mean, it's like losing weight. Let's, I mean, let's, let's back into something that's not as powerful or not as whatever, but it's just as, like, I will go through periods of my life, like right now, where I need to lose about 40, 50 pounds. And, and I will start every Monday doing it and failing and doing it and failing, going to the gym and then not going to the gym three days later. And then, 
But three or four times over the last 20 years, I've absolutely just said enough is enough. Yeah. And I think you have to reach that point. And I don't know what point that is for folks, but you reach a point where you said, that's it, enough is enough. And I don't get too emotional here, but anyways, we we were at low points in our life. And said enough is enough. Just have to well, you're... Don't don't feel like you have to hide them. That's what uh, uh, what's our listeners. This will imagine they're going through the same thing. Yeah, uh, but it's it's just tough. Um, so we just you know enough is enough. Yeah, so I've got to lose fifty pounds. Yeah, enough is enough. I got to move on. And, you know, we've got to be happy. We got to take care of ourselves. We got to take care of our kids. We have to. So what what are the lessons you learned from that struggle? A seven year period of yeah, not being hard headed. You know, I'm so much mature, more mature than I was then. I think it's just a maturity thing. I think you have to, everybody has to, everybody reaches a point where you start paying your own bills. And my, my son is paying his own bills. Is he a mature adult yet? I doubt it. You know, but it's, you know, you reach a point where you're, you kind of ease into stuff. You kind of start having to make hard decisions. But then you reach a point where you're, I mean, much more mature and you see what's important. And I think the older you get, you really start seeing what's important and you start seeing family and health and relationships are more important than maybe money. And so I don't know, once once that start stuff starts getting a balance for you, then you start making different decisions. Like when you and I think it always I don't know what it takes for different people to reach that, but you've got to Whatever it is, I think you yeah. just got to reach a point where you're like, you know, I've got to make a change, or I've got to, you know, if you don't change something, then nothing's going to change. Yeah. If you don't change, nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. So you mentioned balance there. Is balance something, that, as, as someone who's chasing success, whether it be financial or whatever, is balance something that they have to pursue or do you because I've heard other other successful people say hey in order to be successful in life there's going to be a period of your life where you're unbalanced in order to get there in order to get balanced do you think that you can accomplish success while remaining balanced doing it yes yes I would have said no many years ago but no it's very you can very much be balanced out it's all about realizing what's important yeah you know, my uh, and, and you've got a I don't know what success is to you now, if your success is you want to be an Olympic athlete? Yeah, yeah. Then balance is probably out the window. You see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But that's not my that's not my success. My success is being happy, trying to make other people happy, watch other people succeed, be a part of their success. Yeah. I mean that's that's a way easier life than being an Olympic athlete, right? Uh, or being playing college football, or I want to be the I want to make ten million dollars before I'm thirty. Okay. I mean that's I'm not. I'm not against your definition of success, but you probably like to be a little bit more unbalanced than I am. Right. I like my life a lot better than that. And so I've got, like, I can't imagine a cooler life. We travel all over the place whenever we want to. <laughs> like, if I told you where, where we go and how much we're gone, it's embarrassing almost. It just Well, I, I think I know how much you're gone because <laughs> this has been, this interview has been in the making for months now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not this that. I mean, I'm just we have a grandchild now, so I mean, yeah. it's just a whole different perspective of right. life. Like you have a grandchild that just changes everything. Where he says, 
hey, you want to go? Uh, you want to go spend time at the zoo? And and what do I say? Yes, of let's course. Go to the zoo. Whereas when I was twenty-two, I would be like, I'm not going to the zoo. How stupid is that? Yeah. So things change. But yeah. That's my. But that's part of my definition of a fun, successful life today. So it just depends. So I don't want to tell anybody that you have to. You can. That, that balance question is very difficult to answer. I mean, I appreciate you asking that. Uh, coming from, but it's, well, I feel like, to me, the answer is yes, I can definitely spend yeah. and be a successful role. I guess it really just depends on what your definition of success is. Yeah, and I also believe that, I keep talking about God, but I just believe that God blesses you. And so if you're, if you're doing, if you're being balanced and you're, you know, God, family, country, business, whatever, whatever your, uh, yeah, hierarchy is, you know, if that's, if, that, if you're keeping that alignment, I just believe good things happen to you. I believe God blesses you. And yeah. I think that uh, I think he multiplies whatever you do. I think one of the one of the I guess revelations I've had in life is if especially like we talked about a, a little while ago, me me wanting to fix it, I created the problem, me fix it. If we go through life feeling like I have to accomplish this success, it can be a very frustrating life. Instead of, yes. I'm going to, I already am successful, yes. and I love life, and I'm happy, and you attract almost, maybe the law of attraction, or you said God, or sowing and reaping, whatever it is, but you know what? If I'm doing it in my own strength, it is super, it is struggle all the time. It's struggle bus. Yes. But instead, I can do it in the strength of God, or whoever, and let them, if you do believe in God, God has got unlimited power, unlimited resources, way more than me. And and I have probably in the last two years I've probably started I've probably been around more super successful people than ever in my life. Like I'm talking about super successful. Right. And so and those people have very cool eyes. I'm not talking about movie stars. Those people are real weird, but I'm talking right. about people that like business owners mm-hmm. that have bought and sold businesses and they're worth ten million dollars or something like that. Right. Those, those type of people. And they are very balanced, very down to earth, very normal people who did not kill themselves to make a lot of money. They're just, yeah. they had the right place at the right time. They made a couple of good business deals. Uh, they see their kids, they watch their kids play, you know, football on Saturdays. And, you know, they just, I just think that good things happen to good people. Yeah. A lot of times, if you're doing the right things, uh, you don't have to worry about money. Money will come to you. Mm-hmm. Money will seek you out. What are you excited about right now, Greg? This time of year or this time in my life? <laughs> Both. So I'm always excited about Christmas. Santa Claus is coming. So <laughs> that's Are you excited, you excited about football? Football? Love football. Are you but, Are you still a Pack fan? Yeah, let's not talk about that. We were doing so good this year. But have, you, have you adopted either of our in-state teams? Yeah, you know, we have, we have season tickets to Clemson. I don't like Clemson. I love Clemson. I love Dabo. I love the, you know, we have two kids that go to school at Clemson. And I know you've adopted it because you even put the P in Clemson. That's when people use the word Clemson, use a Z, and I'm like, you are not from this area. <laughs> Clemson. I love it. No, we love them. We go to just about, well, most of the games. But it's cool. I think I heard this a long time ago, and I've always hoped to get to this point. I don't know if we're there yet, but. I heard this guy talk one time. He said, you should spend the first 30 of your life uh, learning. And the next 30 of your life, making money. And the last 30 of your life, helping people. Yeah. And I just thought that was incredible. Like, I heard that when I was young, and I was like, okay, that's 
experience, and I've never, I've never, I've never forgot it. I said, okay, the first third of your life, so you figure, you know, to your thirty, let's say, I've just learned it. You know, this yeah. is how much I've learned. I just absorb stuff, and then spend the next thirty years of your life of just making money, creating enough systems in place that <clears> you don't have to worry about money anymore. Right, and so. And then, so you can spend the rest, you know, maybe from the time you're 50 to 80 or 60 to 90 or whatever, where money is not important and all you're doing is just trying to, you know, where can, where can I volunteer? Where can I give money to? Where can I, you know, I think, and, and you're training your whole life to, you know, just be a blessing people and little things. But then, right, so you're not waiting until you're 60 to start right. Yeah, don't wait. <laughs> yeah, don't wait. <laughs> Just make all your money, then start blessing people. No, that's not. But how cool would it be that you don't, I mean, you reach a point in your life where money is absolutely zero. Like, you don't wake up in the morning ever thinking about money again. You worry about yeah. how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Yeah, because that's such, that ties you down so badly. But you just be a, you know, a blessing to people. And money is not the key. Like, you don't have to have money to be a blessing to other people. You be, you know, your time. But still, if money, you know, if you're able to take care of yourself financially, Gives you time to go give other people time. It, gives, yeah. it does give you money to give other people money, but it gives you you know time or anything else. Because that's what other people need. People need your time. People yeah. need your attention to make this world better. If you've only got one life, right? You can't change everything. But one of my favorite stories ever is about the uh, the kid who was uh, a bunch of starfish. It's uh, washed up on a seashore. Have you ever heard that story? Yeah, tell it. Where the uh, little young kid was down there, and he was taking all the starfish. We were dying. The starfish were slowly dying on the beach because of some tide had washed them up. He was taking them, and he washed up, walked in the water, and threw them back in. And he walked up, grabbed another one, walked down the water, threw it in. It's this old, this old guy, this wise guy. <laughs> he wasn't super wise, but someone who thought they were wise were like, "What are you doing? You're wasting your time here." Look, there's millions of starfish. You can't make a difference. And the little kid can pull up and goes, I'll make a difference to this one. Yeah. And take it out through the water. And I think that's so great. And we can't do everything. We can't change the world. Like sometimes you're like, man, if I was, if I had millions of dollars, you know, I would change the world. But you just got to figure out that, you know, there's, there's a starfish. Some, somebody out there can change your life today. Yeah. With just a smile. Or a big hello, or a hug. Don't hug people too much because some people are not huggers. I'll make them be a hugger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> are you a hugger? I do hug people. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that one of the one of the uh, things that I do want to have printed on a t-shirt. I probably will get this phrase printed on a t-shirt, but it matches just what you said. And I think it's when you make your world a better place, you make the whole world a better place. Amen. Right. So just. What, what do I, who would I have around me that I can help? What's that starfish I can throw into the ocean? And you know what? You just made the whole world a better place. Amen. Anyway. Well, hey, let's, let's shift gears one last time. All right. Tell me about Excess, Excel Upstate. Excel's a cool company. We've been in business three years. Uh, we've got tons of experienced agents here, though, that have been in business for 15, 20 years. So we've got a lot of experience yeah. here. People come here. We don't have a lot of fees. You can a real estate agent. One of the, you know one of the things about being a real estate agent, it's kind of expensive to start. It. You have to buy a bunch of you know you buy if you want a sign, you have to buy your own sign. If you want uh, a headshot in real estate, it costs you 150 bucks to get you just a picture made. That's a yeah. big deal. So we try to do that for our agents, and we take care of all those little things. 
you know, just to try to get you up, get you started. And we don't have any fees. There's no monthly fees here. So. Yeah. So you can hang your license here. They call it hanging your so license. So somebody could do it part-time instead of... You can hang your license here. You don't owe me a dime ever. Yeah. If we can't show you how to make money, then we don't, we don't do anything. And it's a, just a very family-oriented... I don't say family-oriented. It's just very team. I don't know. All those words. That culture. Culture's a real deal. You know, you hear that a yeah. lot in success books. And, you know, these public speakers are always talking about, you got to develop culture. And, you know, what, what the heck does that mean? But we really have got a good culture. I mean, people, people really do like each other. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's nobody here. You know, I don't like, drama is my big thing. I do not like drama. If you're yeah. creating drama, we'd rather just kind of move on. Yeah. You know, I, still, I don't have time for drama. I don't care if you're a top agent in Greenville. We just don't. I, right. I just don't do it. I'd rather be happy, non-drama, and everyone else kind of, we all get along in the same box together and mm-hmm. help each other out. It is such a beautiful thing when that happens. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's a very cool, cool company. We love helping people buy and sell houses. And yeah. We, and we do things right. We really believe in win-win. We don't take advantage of folks. Uh, we really do look out for the best of our clients and can sleep like that easy night. So yeah. Really, yeah. And you said you mentioned earlier that hey, you know what, we're looking for maybe more agents. Oh, always. Yeah, I mean we've got two new agents. Two new young agents that are twenty two and twenty three. They just got started, just got their real estate license or cut it on board this week. Yeah. So just I just signed their paperwork yesterday. What do you look for in a good agent that's, that's coming here? Or are you just taking anybody? No, I mean I wouldn't take anybody. Like if but that's a good question. Like I, I don't want to say no to anybody. But you'd have to prove yourself to be a drama person before yeah. we would get rid of somebody or ask you to leave. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think there's any bad person. I don't think, I think anybody would be successful in real estate. So it's really, you know, like, if you come to me and say, hey, I'm going to get my real estate license, I'd like to come work for you guys. And I would have no reason to tell you no. Yeah. Unless you've been. You're working. not filtering people out. No, 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 not at all. Uh, matter of fact, I want you to succeed. I would love for you to succeed because that's where I get my thrills from. So let's say Joe Schmo, John Peoples, whatever off the street doesn't have his real estate license. What are what are the costs if I wanted to get my own real estate license now? Yeah, no, that's a good or, question or too. So you can do it pretty easily now. You can do it online. That yeah. was not a thing two or three years ago. So you can actually go online today, type in uh, South Carolina Real Estate School. I'm sure two or three different companies will pop up. And you have to go through, uh, I don't know how many hours it is. I should know this. I think it's 90 hours of, of work. It's like, you got to watch videos and, and then you have to take tests and pass that online class. And then you have to pass a, a state test. Okay. That's it. It costs maybe 800 bucks, 600 bucks, 500 bucks. I don't know. It's, okay. It's not very much. It cost me a thousand, I think, back in the day. But I don't think it's that much anymore. Okay. But that's it. That's it, yeah. To get to get your own, <laughs> get your license. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Does how long does license last? Oh, forever. I mean, you renew every two years, but yeah, I mean, you never, you literally renew your license every. How two much years, is that? Like fifty bucks or something. Okay, gotcha. it's great. You have to so, educate. You have to educate. Do some education. You know, so, so you have to be really hard set not to renew your license. Yeah, yeah. You really have to. Say. Now you do have to stay the. One of the expenses in real estate is you do have to join a board and you 
want to be part of the local MLS, you know, so you can see what's going right. on. So those things cost you know, boards once a year, six, eight hundred bucks. Yeah. MLS, hundred fifty bucks every quarter. So it's not tons of money. But getting a real estate license, anybody can do it. If you're 18 years old, you get your real estate license. It takes you two weeks. If you really pump through the classes, you can do it two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not as easy as getting your scuba license, I guess, but it's pretty close. Is getting your scuba license hard? No, I just happened to meet a guy just a few minutes ago oh. telling me about it. So okay. I said, how do we go about scuba license at two weekends? I was like, okay, I can do that. Okay, gotcha. So it's not two weekends, but it's it's not hard. And it's uh, the test. You have to take a, a real estate written test that you know, it takes as many times you want to to make yeah. pass. It costs like fifty dollars every time you take it. So gotcha. try to pass it first time. But if you don't, you know, you not a big deal. It's not like it's a thousand bucks each time you take the test. We don't usually ask. I don't say how many times did you take the test before. Maybe I should. Maybe I start asking people that. But no, it's it's ugly. We want we want people. We love to have. Folks, if they want to be a real estate agent, we'd love to have you. It'd be a great place to work. It's a lot of fun. We have a blast. And there's a good chance you can make some people money. Yeah. And they can find you guys off of Miller Road in Greenville. 1313 Miller Road. You can look us up the website, Facebook. And Excel is the letter X and then Cell. S-E-L-L. Upstate. Upstate. Yeah. yeah we're hard to find. Is it ExcelUpstate.com? It is. Okay. <laughs> yes. And you should be able to You probably have to say that to people all the time. You have to spell out my email address. It's Greg at X, the letter X, S E L L. I mean, it's a great name. Great name, but at the same time, I'm sure you're probably frustrated by now. We started, I probably would have started this company a year earlier, but I didn't have a name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm driving down the road one day and it's finally, I was like, Excel. I like that. Excel. So that's, we would have, that's a dumb reason not to start a company. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You gotta have a good name. You gotta have a good name. Yeah. I love it. So. Greg, I appreciate it. It's been great. We've got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I love it. Anytime I can spend time with you, you're you're awesome. All right, listeners, let's get out there and make our world, our country, and our community a better place. When you succeed, we all succeed. And as always, this is a friendly reminder that the left lane is for passing. So speed up or move over.